friends. Welcome to the In The Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. We are back for another edition of the In the Whisper podcast, and today I have Sarah Geringer. Sarah has done so much in her life already. She has written four books, and she's collaborated on three. She has not one, but two podcasts and a webpage that we will share a little bit later. Welcome, Sarah. I am so glad you're here. Thank you, Nita. It's just so fun to meet with you and and meet your listeners, too. Sarah and I kind of know each other through some writing groups, but this is the first time we've actually spoken face-to-face through a computer, I guess. So that's been fun. So you've written four books, Transforming Your Thought Life, The Fruitful Life, which is Fruits of the Spirit, Newness of Life, talking about transitions of life, and... This one's my favorite because I'm such a Christmas girl. Christmas Peace for Busy Moms. Tell us a little bit about those books and what made you write them. When I was 13, one of my teachers gave me a compliment on my writing, and that's kind of when I started thinking about being a writer as a living. I majored in English. I also have an art degree. I always wanted to write books for a living, but... I didn't really get serious about that until I started blogging in 2015. I was working outside the home at that time. I wanted to self-publish first. I always really dreamed about traditional publishing. Mm -hmm. So self-publishing was kind of the stepping stone to get toward that ultimate dream. So I didn't have a lot of time to write and I was a busy mom of three at the time. So I was writing uh, short books that I could write in several weekends. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's about all I could squeeze in my schedule. And I knew lots of other moms in my uh, circles that didn't have a lot of time to read, but still wanted to study the Bible. And they love, you know, Beth Moore studies and Priscilla Shire ones. And I love those too, but that's a lot of homework. (laughs) And so I wanted to offer a simpler, faster version. First, you know, those first three books were about. Then I published those in kind of quick succession. And then in 2017, I went to the She Speaks conference. And that's put on by Proverbs 31 Ministries. And that's how I started the process of meeting my agent and then eventually getting a book contract. And I was actually planning to self-publish this book about transforming your thought life. And my agent said, no, I want to see a book proposal about that one. At the time, it was just three handwritten notes on notebook paper. So I had to transform that into a 65-page book proposal in about a week and (laughs) I don't uh, even know how you did that (laughs) yeah it was it was uh, intense by that time I was working as a writer full-time a freelance writer so I took a week off from all my freelance jobs and focused on getting that done then I signed with my agent in March of 2018 and then I had a book contract by May of 2018 then the book was published in 
October of 2019. And actually, my fifth book will be coming out this fall of October 2021. And it's the teen girl version of Transforming Your Thought Life. So oh, awesome. It, yeah, it's a it's a version of that book that is tailored for teen girls. It has shorter chapters for shorter attention spans and teenage girls are incredibly busy with homework and sports and all kinds of activities. And then I added four more chapters that after I did some research on the problems that are facing Mm -hmm. Gen Z, I needed to put those chapters in for them. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be launching that book uh, this fall and trying to help moms and daughters connect on talking about having intentionality in handling problems in their thought lives right where they start before they turn into sins before they turn into hurts and hang-ups that we have right for years i'm gonna try to launch that with both moms and daughters or aunts grandmas right group leaders any kind of um, mentors in teen girls' lives and the girl. I love that because as a 58-year-old, sometimes your thought life takes over your mind. You have to be intentional. And the Bible gives you the clues you need on that. But, you know, when you're in the middle of chaos or something that's difficult, we don't always go to that intentional place of starting them young to learn how to do this is such a great idea. You are a writer, but you are also an artist. In fact, that's what your webpage is, Sarah Geringer Creates. Um, Are you doing any of the artwork for your books? No, and I had an interesting conversation with my publisher about that. Mm-hmm. You know, publishers, I, I assume that you have a lot of uh, writers and aspiring writers that follow you, Nita. So I'm just going to get into this for a moment. Working with a traditional publisher is such a blessing because it's a way to get your book out to a much wider audience than you could possibly do as a self-published author, unless you already have a huge platform, which most of us don't. When I worked with my publisher, I knew that it would not benefit me or them to come in with a know-it-all attitude because I'm a recovering (laughs) know-it-all. So I decided to just be humble and trust that they know the market much better than I do. And they're way more qualified to put a book on brick and mortar bookstore bookshelf than I am. Right. Even though I have a BFA in graphic design. Yeah. And I have a BA in English. I had this conversation with my the marketing director and I said, look, you know, I, I have an eye for design. I mean, I've been trained in that regard, but I trust your judgment. I'm not going to produce any images that I want you to do. I, I mean, I kind of gave him some guidance on the colors and maybe a concept, but I wanted to see what they would produce. Okay. And actually for the teen girl book, it was the same. They wanted to know if there were any colors or designs that suited me. So I went on Amazon and looked at the other books that are in this category uh-huh. and saw what was trending because that's important. Yeah. Um, I am not a trend follower. Like my daughter, <laughs> who's going to be 13, she's all about all the trends. She's the one who tells me whether I am wearing something that's <laughs> appropriate or not, you know. 
But so I asked her, you know, I said, what do you think, you know, about these covers? And she's like, well, mom, you know, I know you love flowers because I share a lot of flower pictures on them. She's like, but, you know, this this cover is really better. Like, this is what mo most of my friends would like. I went with that. And she's like, plus, you know, the Pantone color of the year is this and this. And so... <laughs> I didn't I mean, even know like, that was a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, the Gen Z is very focused on, you know, image, very image conscious, aware of what the trends are. And so it serves them well to meet them where they're at. And I hope that they like it. You know, I haven't I haven't actually shown the cover to anyone yet. That'll be forthcoming. And Not even your daughter. She has. Has she seen it? Yes. So she approves. Okay. <laughs> she approves of it. So, I mean, she's really, she's she's got a good eye for design, too. And That's awesome. I think she's gotten my artistic ability, so I trust her judgment on that. Well, I think Transforming Your Thought Life is beautiful. I, the cover is just gorgeous, so I think they did a good job. <laughs> they did a good job. I'm really happy with what they did. You are a woman of many talents, a writer, an artist, and you have your own podcast, your podcast on adult child of divorce, and I listened to many of those as I was an adult. My parents got divorced, but it's funny how much of what you spoke about resonated with me. Talk a little bit about why you decided to do that and where you got your information. Sure. So, like I said, I went to, to She Speaks in 2017. The book proposal I took there that kind of had that idea for transforming your thought life, like, oh, I'm thinking about self-publishing this later, was in a inside a proposal for a book for adult children of divorce, and it's called oh. Heart in a Drawer. Right, so, that's what the name of your podcast uh, is, yeah. Right. Four or five different agents, publishers, editors looked at it, and this is what they said. They said, this is an amazing concept, but this is such a niche that you need to build a wider audience first because not everyone who follows you is going to buy into this concept. And so I thought, okay, it's just not God's time concept yet. So I continued on with these other projects. And then last August and September, I signed up for a mastermind group that my friend Misty was putting on. In this group, I knew that most of the people, my friend Misty's all about podcasting. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew that most of the people in there were probably podcasters. I had already been interviewed on at least a dozen mm -hmm. podcasts. So I, I was getting into this mastermind group thinking I would get podcast interviews with oh, people. Oh, okay. So... I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, we're all taking turns on the hot seat and exchanging these ideas. It was going great. And then I heard and heard as in quotation marks, because when you hear from the Lord, right. I've never heard from him audibly, but it's a very strong impression in my spirit. It, it's almost realer than if he actually spoke words to me. Right. Hard to describe, but if you've experienced it, you know what I'm saying. So normally when I hear from God like that, I'm, you know, at my prayer bench, I'm on a prayer walk, I'm, I'm by myself, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not normally within a group of people. But that is what happened in this mastermind group. 
And the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, the book that you want to write, you have to turn into a podcast first. I mean, <laughs> I that is not what I was looking for. That's right. not a prayer I had. That's <laughs> not an idea I had. That was not a goal I had. But I knew, and that's almost... That's almost when you know that it is God saying something to you. Right. When he's giving you this big idea that you didn't even anticipate or necessarily even want. Because I was thinking, I am so busy with all these other things. There's no way I can take on a podcast. Right. But here we are in this group and Misty's saying that her son is starting to, you know, help people produce their podcasts, edit them and you know, produce them for them and he's doing it for hire and blah, blah, blah. So God worked all these details together that I I still don't actually produce my own podcast. Oh, Ian wow. Helps me do it. So that all came together out of me showing up for that one mastermind last August. So I started doing this my first episode released in September of 2020. Right. And I just was obedient to God. This is what he told me to do. And so I already had a lot of the concepts developed because I had this whole entire book proposal that had been sitting there for three years. Right. Untouched, really. I had written a little bit about it on my blog before, but not fully formed some of those ideas. So I was ready to go. And I was just doing what the Lord told me. And it's amazing how God is using this in ways I had never, never expected. Right. I think that, I mean, I don't have actual data on this, but I'm getting feedback from people who a lot of the listeners are parents who have children of divorce. Oh, interesting. yeah, they're they're listening to it because they are trying to understand what is going on in their children's minds and hearts and maybe even how to circumvent that or support their children or encourage them and that is such a blessing. You know, that's if there were more parents that would do that, there would be so much less heartache right. and so much less ongoing pain. If even one of the two parents that split up get intentional about, about ministering to their children once the divorce occurs, right. just so much more uh, benefit could happen. But I've also heard from children of divorce, and this is not a podcast for children. This is a podcast for I would say 18 and up, no matter what age they were when their parents divorced, it's for them. Right. So my parents first divorced when I was four, and then my dad divorced again when I was 22. I thought, okay, I got this in the bag. I've gone through, you know, I have 17 plus years of experience of dealing with this. And yet it took me 10 years to adjust right it is it's like a nuclear bomb going off right in your family mm-hmm. and there's like this half-life fallout rate just like there is after after a nuclear explosion that the isotopes are going to last in the soil for years and decades to come and that's exactly what happens yeah for the children 
And so I wanted to minister to them because I think there's there's upwards of 50 million of us in the U.S., and we don't really recognize that the problems that are happening in our mm-hmm. marriage right. with our siblings, with our parents are really rooted in unprocessed trauma, unprocessed pain and anger, unforgiveness, really, that we haven't gone through right. due to that ori- original divorce. How, even if, like you said, Nita, you were an adult when it happened. Uh, it doesn't matter what age you're at. It's just this hurt that won't ever really go away until we're in heaven, but we can learn to deal with it with God's help. Right. It's it's called Heart in a Drawer, which I love. Uh, it's a great podcast. I've listened to it most of last fall while I was walking. That was what I was listening to. I absolutely love how... Sarah's obedience to God took her from a book to a podcast, and that that podcast is touching the very people she intended it to touch, the children of parents who were divorced, but also parents who are listening to this so that they can help their children through their own divorce. And I just love the way God works. He never fails us. And He takes little tiny dreams we have and turn them into something so much bigger and so much better than anything we can imagine. Let's go back to Sarah Geringer and listen to some of her story about her own marriage and how her parents' divorce has touched her and how she has worked through things with her husband. You've been very open about your own marriage and and you went through a rough patch in your your marriage and have managed to get to the other side. Talk a little bit about that and, and tell me if you feel like the trauma from the divorce of your parents made you try harder in your own marriage when you went through that rough patch. Yeah, absolutely. It did. A lot of Gen Xers uh, saw their baby boomers' parents' uh, marriages fall apart, and it's made us more determined to stick it out. I'm not saying we have a 100% success rate with that, but a lot of Gen Xers are deciding, hey, I know what I went through and I am not going to put my kids through that. Mm -hmm. Or even if they get divorced, they're more intentional about how they handle it because they don't want their children to suffer the way that they did. Right. So that those are some fruits that have come out of it. My husband is also a child of divorce. We came together, I think, a good part, maybe 20% of our attraction was because, oh, we get each other. Right. Like we get how bad it sucked, quite frankly, mm-hmm. you know, and we get how, you know, we had to spend so much time on our own and become adults overnight and mm-hmm. all this stuff that we had to deal with against our will and right. we had no power to change it. But unfortunately, we both of us did not come into our marriage from a a healed and whole and healthy place right so that's a recipe for disaster when you're both looking to each other to heal those hurt places inside and that's not possible for broken people to do it's not even possible for a completely healthy person to do that because only god can really heal right those wounds so 
Yeah, I think it actually, our marriage problems propelled me to seek healing, to seek therapy, to seek connecting with small groups Mm -hmm. at church. I'm a huge proponent of that, the healing that's possible in the body of Christ, uh, and that is the church. Mm -hmm. And... And yeah, in the hardest, hardest times in our marriage, we, we've been separated before. Uh, there's been serious problems, not just the run-of-the-mill problems. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, talking, we're talking things that most people would just go ahead and get divorced over. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking, I don't know that I can put my kids through this. Mm-hmm. Because I, I knew I had a very clear picture in my mind of what was going to happen to them. If I did what our parents did, uh-huh. you know, I just c- didn't think I could live with myself knowing that's what I was going to do since I had such clear picture of what that would look like. I don't want to heap any condemnation on anyone who's listening right now because we all have to make hard decisions. Right. You know, the decisions I made for our marriage were not easy and I don't speak any ill on anyone who had to make decisions that were for divorce. I understand Mm -hmm. that sometimes marriages can't be saved. And I think that's between you and the Lord. Right. You know, Uh, by his grace, I've been able to hold on and we've been able to figure out ways to make it work. But it has been a hard fight for Mm -hmm. 20 years. Yeah. And it's just something that I chose to do because that's what God called me to do. Mm -hmm. He calls us, all of us, he says, you know, you're going to have to take up your cross daily and follow me. And that looks different for each one of us. Maybe it's your job. Right. You know, that you're having to take up your cross and follow him. Maybe it's your ministry. Maybe it's, a you know, you have... A situation in your family that's difficult. I don't. I don't know anyone who lives an honest life who who isn't taking up their cross daily, right? And trying to follow Jesus, who's a true Christian. We all have some kind of burden to bear, but He's getting glory for that, for our faithfulness and our absolutely determination to follow Him. Right. You also have a new podcast, which I haven't had a chance to listen to yet. But I want to because it's called Finding Peace in God's Word. That's like my favorite thing in the whole world is being in God's Word. So I know I'm going to love it. But tell me what made you decide to start this one and a little bit about what it's about. I have been blogging since 2010, often. Oh, wow. So I have over 700 blog posts. There's there's just a trend right now that podcasting is becoming this new medium right from which people are consuming content. I thought and I prayed about it and I just sensed the Lord leading me in this direction. Why not convert some of those blog posts to audio? Mm-hmm. They already are just sitting there. Why not introduce them to people that may not even read them? but would like to listen to them. So I, again, I, I had a podcast interview with another friend and she uh, offers editing services. We barter services. So I consult her. I'm also like a creative coach uh-huh. for other Christians uh, in ministry. And so I'm bartering my coaching services for her editing. Those blog posts turned into a podcast. That's awesome. So, I love that. 
again, I couldn't do this without her help, without Ian's help on the other one. You know, we need to rely on each other for yeah. whatever the Lord is calling us to do. I think that he creates us for each other's benefit, you know? Absolutely. So, and he's very clear about that in the Bible, too. <laughs> yeah, like we cannot, we're not meant to live alone or work alone. We're supposed to rely on each other. And now we have the blessing of the internet yeah. to help us do this because the Manyi, the one who's helping me, lives in British Columbia. Oh, wow. I live in Missouri. Ian lives in Texas, you know? Yeah. So we all collaborate and it all comes together for the good. I love this. Coming together for the glory of God. People across the world are coming together to be able to offer beautiful blogs and podcasts to reach people for the glory of God. What a great place to talk about our sponsor this week, Gifts with Grace. Gifts with Grace connects caring volunteers with women overcoming addiction, poverty, and abuse. We do this through mentoring, educating, and creating. We empower women to find their faith and confidence in a compassionate environment as they overcome this trauma. Gifts with Grace mentors women, meets them where they are, encourages them on their journey to healing. If you want to know more about Gifts with Grace, we have the webpage giftswithgrace.org in the show notes. Now, back to Sarah Geringer. So the last thing I want you to talk about is last last year during COVID, you did a really cool series on Christian meditation. And, it, and clearly, it's a large part of your life. So tell me, what drew you to that terminology? And what keeps you going back to it? Sure. In uh, 2003, I decided to read through the whole Bible for the first time. So this is kind of like a secret area of shame that I had. Having gone to Christian schools growing up, having a degree from a Christian college, that I had never read read through the entire Bible front to back once. I mean, I was very familiar with a lot of the stories and Psalms in the Bible, but I just hadn't covered the whole ground. And I wanted to do that. So I went to a Christian bookstore here and I asked the sales clerk for a recommendation. And she said, have you ever heard of the one-year Bible? No, I hadn't. The one-year Bible divides readings, a daily reading into Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. And it's just in one reading that you can cover in about 10 to 15 minutes tops. I got that book. That particular version, there's many, many different versions of the one-year Bible. Right. Uh, But that year, that version, the editors simply bolded one of the verses every day. Like, just for, I don't know, to make it stand out. Something that you should think about. And so I took that as a call. I didn't even know what the term Christian meditation was. You know, this was not on my radar. Uh Whatever that verse was in bold, that was the one that I decided to focus on throughout the day. So I would think about it deeply, think about what it meant for my life, what it told me about who God is, what it meant for how I should interact with others. Mm -hmm. And not every verse applied in every way, but I tried to get as much out of it as I could. Just what did it mean to God? What does it mean to me? What does it mean in how I treat others? So I kind of put it through those three filters 
And it was amazing how God used that to start transforming my thoughts, my perception of myself. Wow. Uh, because I'm, I'm reading his word. And again, like I'm a Bible girl. I'm a go to church every Sunday, had doctrine classes in my Christian college. You know, like I, this was not foreign material to me. Right. But just sitting down, me and God, the Holy Spirit working through his word, because the Bible says that it's a living and active document. Right. It started changing me and how I saw myself. And I was seeing this truth. And I'm like, you know, I believe the Bible is true from front to back, inerrant, holy, without error. Right. And so if that's true... If what I'm reading is true here, then what I'm believing inside does not sound like what that's saying. You know, I'm I'm hearing negative, condemning, guilt-ridden things inside of my own mind, my own heart. But this is telling me I am loved, I'm treasured, I, there's a beautiful plan for me. I'm set free. Right. I'm, you know, covered by God's grace. He's my refuge. He's my strength. Like, if that's true for people like Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, you know, all these people in the Bible, then surely it's true for me as well. And so it just became very personal. I had been doing this for years mm -hmm. and I didn't even know that's what I was doing. I didn't know I was meditating on God's word by just putting it through that filter that I described. Uh -huh. But that's what changed me. It was, and then, you know, I, like I said, I, I spent five years in Christian therapy. You know, I'm, I'm connecting with my small group at church, but nothing, nothing held a candle to the change that happened in me than when I spent time with God in his word. Yeah. So that was what was so exciting. After the first few months, it's like, well, what am I going to discover today? Right. Lord? You know, what are you going to speak to me today? And now that I've read it many, many times since 2003, you know, I'll read the same exact passages and now I know what to expect in different seasons. Like right now I'm reading second King, like the story of David, mm -hmm. really, that's always this time of year because I'm at a different stage in my life. Right. I have different priorities than back then when I wasn't even a mother yet, you know? Right. Um, and now I'm, you know, my kids are teenagers. So I have a whole different way of looking at things in my life. And it's amazing the kinds of things that God will speak to me through his word that I can apply now because, again, it's living and active, but right. it's for my benefit. It's right. because God wants to minister to me and my needs right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's the exciting and wonderful thing about spending time in it now. Right. Um, and every year when you're different and you're in a different place, you're facing a different struggle or you're even celebrating a different victory, that's when you can look at the scripture in a whole new light. So yeah, that's how that's how I became passionate about it because it literally set me free 
from so much damage that I had endured being a child of divorce, being codependent, being a people pleaser, being a perfectionist. It started setting me free from all of those um, the, those hangups that I had. Right. And uh, I just started realizing just how powerful God's word is to change our lives. But it has to start with our thoughts. And right. if we can conquer it there then it won't necessarily turn into those actions that spill over onto other people. Right. We can practice self, self-control in our thought lives, then we can really gain that victory that we're seeking. And the Bible is so much a part of that. And what I truly love about that story is we learn about God's Word. And one of my favorite things to do is spend time in God's Word. You know, I love the research and I love the writing and I love all that piece of it. But my favorite is just me and my Bible in the morning and reading whatever, like right now I'm reading through Isaiah. How many times we've read these things and and what God is speaking to us today. And I love that of all the things that you're doing to help you, which are all valuable and all wonderful things, the best thing for you is meditating on scripture from the Bible. And that's something I want to shout from the mountaintops because people just don't understand how valuable that is to your whole life and how it can it you use the word transform and that's exactly right and i just i'm so glad that you shared that story because the bible has that kind of power through god and the holy spirit to be able to do all the things that it has done for you and transform you to be closer to the person that you want to be i think that's awesome yeah i i usually say as often as I can, every problem that you're facing has some kind of scripture to go with it, to help you overcome. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't matter what you're going through. There is something in scripture that you can use to cling on to for hope or to fight back against temptation. Both of those things, both of those sides of it Mm -hmm. um, can help you whatever trial that you're facing right now exactly thank you so much for coming on and talking about all the things that you're doing if they want it they can see some of your art on the webpage sarahgaringer.com and all of my social uh, media uh, tags are on that front page all of my books podcasts all the things that i mentioned today are on that front page yeah and some of your art and the pot yeah all of it's there so i always ask my my guests two questions before we part and the first one is what is bringing you joy right now well i love to garden mm-hmm. so my garden is bringing me so much joy to see uh, which flowers are opening up and which veggies are producing in yeah. the garden so yeah this time of year the garden makes me so happy. Yeah. I, and when you go to her Instagram, you will see that very clearly. And it takes beautiful pictures because she's an artist and has that eye. She's got some gorgeous pictures. And then the second thing I always ask is, what are you reading right now? You, you talked about emotionally healthy discipleship. Anything else? I just posted today, I'm reading Jennifer Dukes Lee's Growing Slow. And I really need that as uh, an Enneagram One hard uh, driving perfectionist high achiever. So I'm soaking that in slowly and really listening for what God is telling me through that book. Ah, 
That's awesome. I have not heard of that, so I'll have to look it up. Again, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. And you definitely want to go to her webpage and check out her books and her podcast. Sarah just has, she has a gift in how she writes. And her blog, all, probably all 700 of them, are there for you to check out as well. And she also has a newsletter, Tea on Tuesdays. I get that newsletter. And you get the blog both as a podcast or if you want to read it, you can read it, which when you did that, I was totally amazed by it. I thought, oh my gosh, the work that has to go into that. But you explained it. You have help with that. So that's awesome. So thank you. Maybe we can do this again when your teen girl version of Transforming Your Thought Life comes out. Talk a little bit more about that and see how that cover is going to look. Thank you so much. That sounds like a lot of fun, Nita. Friends, you are definitely going to want to check out Sarah's webpage, sarahgeringer.com. There is so much there to inspire you, to encourage you, and I highly recommend you check it out and look at her books and see if those are something you would like to read. Also, her social media is full of beautiful pictures of flowers and all kinds of fun things. So follow her, learn more about her. She is such an inspiration to me. Thank you so much for spending time at the In the Whisper podcast. Until next week.